What's up? You listen to Dead Air Hardcore Radio. You! Boom. and Trev at it again last time was like fucking mid mid lockdown I think fucking I we think were, so. I'm pretty sure we're talking about code orange and shit and yeah, I was uh doing a lot of DoorDash orders and grocery pickup outside I was doing a, I was doing a lot of I was doing a lot of DoorDash dude the best part about that was the no contact and not uh be, not having to like talk to anyone i, I honestly the no contact was like if it wasn't just like and the gas prices were so sick like right like when it locked down like it made it super worth it uh, uh, i was i was talking to someone i met up with someone earlier today at starbucks to sell them a hoodie and we were talking about that and kind of how they were like, oh, you look a lot skinnier since when I saw you last. And I'm pretty sure they hadn't seen me since like post like lockdown or whatever. And I was like, or maybe like right after I was like, oh yeah, I, uh, I lost, I definitely during COVID was definitely eating a lot of food that I normally wouldn't eat because there was nothing else to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get this and try this because what else? Like, I'm not spending, like, I'm not spending money on most stuff. And like, luckily I worked the entire time to where I was like, this is how I'm going to use my extra money of buying garbage food and popping off. Yeah. No ordering DoorDash was like, yeah, no, I, I, there was, there was some times where it got, it got real, it got real bad. Like, because like in the height of the, uh, of like the protests and everything, I was just like going to, I was like, going helping out helping out with the like with the with the mutual aid and then just fucking like and then go home pass out uh and and just DoorDash. Yeah, like I think 
it might have been the first show back that we all played. I feel like Charlie and I were looking around like, yeah, you, you, everyone definitely got bigger. Like, and we're just kind of laughing about like, we're like, oh, we all let ourselves go. Man, everyone was having a good time with the, with the snacks. Like, I feel like I ate so much damn ice cream. And like, there was a minute where I think I was trying to try every type of like frozen pizza just to like really like, just even like the bottom of the barrel ones that like no one should be getting. I was I was trying out everything that DoorDash had to offer, like which is not like even with Tacoma, not not a whole lot. Like with the as far as like the vegan options, like the Puyallup Tacoma area can be limited, and then some of the like more like mom and pop style like vegan places were like hesitant to even like justify doing it like doing it at all just straight up like my favorite restaurant closed and was closed for they closed right when like COVID hit and they were closed for a while and I was so bummed because like it was like the go-to comfort food for me it was like this like little Chinese restaurant and then finally when they opened up I didn't like on their website they're like we're not for, for sure we're not sure how long we're actually gonna like be open again so like Kind of like if you want food, like come get it. And I'm pretty sure the first time I ordered for them, I ordered like three or four different like dinner, like entree things and a bunch of other stuff. I was like, all right, if I don't get this again, like I'm just going to give myself like a crazy stomach ache and like diarrhea and it'll be sick. That's how I feel about my like, I had a, they're the only vegan food truck in Puyallup, uh, like closed down for like two years and didn't come back until like this year. And they're literally, now they're like they used to just be like one place down the street and was like this is the closest i can get like the this is the most legit vegan food i can get down the street from my house but then they like got enough money to like buy a real truck and like do the whole food truck move around thing and i can and now they do like the crazy like schedules of i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be here and and which is cool for them i'm really happy for them but i like i can literally with with that type of thing i can never like actually make it out and they on top of it they like expanded their uh their like menu to like way cooler food like crunch wraps and shit oh that's sick and i'm like bro that i was like that sounds so good because they're actually like super good at what they do and i'm like i was like it it vegan food in small towns is is a hard thing to come by yeah it's like whenever we go on tour we kind of base our, we'll base our days around like, where can we go eat? Cause it's yeah. like, I mean, there's like vegan food here, but like at this point, most of the band, like I'm not anything like I'll, I try to eat a lot of like vegan or vegetarian food, but like I'll eat like meat sometimes. But basically like when we're on tour, it's like, we're at least like, we're just eating like vegetarian for the most part or vegan until where we'll, we'll base every day around, Oh, where can we go get, lunch where can we go get breakfast like where's the spot to get dinner because like even just the comparison of like boise to like a big city is like it's wild like food wise yeah no and like like tacoma is cool with the like because act like it's crazy how much vegan options there are just on that like strip of where uh of where real art is and just like dude it was so cool for uh just another gig with uh not only that, there's Church Cantina 
uh, the Thunderdome has their has their food, and they've expanded expanded. Their uh, food is sick. And then, um, and then Daniel Rojo coming with Rojo tacos from Seattle to do uh, like straight up vegan um, street tacos and and burritos, and it was literally it was actually some of the best like um like vegan mexican food i've had in my goddamn were you were you at you were you weren't at uh jag this year were you i don't think so i was i was busy as hell no i wanted to go because i really want to see i was really psyched on end it but so oh yeah so i remember i was actually going to try to ride up someone i know was driving up and i was like well um I'll go with you. And then I want to say we are, we gave our, our dog ended up having like surgery either the week before. It was like something, it happened in January. Cause that was when the last Jag was right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a thing where I was like, I should be responsible and not go out of town and I should stay home with the dog. So ended up doing that, but dude, it looks sick. Like it, the footage from that one definitely reminded me of like Rainfest, like more than like the one we played did. Yeah, I think I thought that the one that you guys played was still a cool like entry back into like you know post lockdown. Like that one, that I one. They, felt, sorry, no, go ahead. Let's say that one just felt like a straight up like Northwest hardcore show. You know, like there was like a couple touring bands on it, but it it felt very much like just like a. Like almost like a stacked touring show, you know, type thing. It was, yeah, it was right before Spy like really hit their like stride with everyone. Because I feel like I feel like they played pretty early too. Like I want to say they played like a couple bands after us. Like I see like random kid. Like I work uh, at a grocery store in like downtown Seattle, and I see random kids with Spy shirts all the time like when they played the- here it was like pretty crowded and i was like this is interesting like i think spies say like this is interesting because there's lots of other bands that i've seen that are playing more or less just like hardcore punk you know and it's like where were you like you should fuck with all these other bands this is like yeah. like it was it was weird because it was it's like e-boys e-boys e-girls and stuff like and uh that are all wearing kind of like uh so like you know there's someone with a spy shirt someone with the anime shirt someone with a fucking pop punk or avril veen or something something around like like people wearing what they consider trendy shirts and then there was some kid in the spy shirt that kind of but they all kind of all look alike it was it was it's a weird it's a very weird it's a weird thing we talked we talked about it. hardcore is as at a very popular it's uh it's like we talked to we kind of i kind of uh said something along the lines of uh comparing it to like the post hardcore boom but i think it's more because i kids know that like you have to you have to have a little bit more of an in to be they they take a little bit more pride in like the specialness of it. I think you have, let me try a way to, to summate this. Okay. So people know that hardcore is cool. Okay. Yes. There we go. 
you have all these young younger people that I just call them all like freak freak kids. That's a, like because everyone just looks like a freak and looks weird. It's cool. It reminds me of when I was like 15 and like wearing like fishnet shirts and like like really wanting to be in cold chamber badly. Um, but if you see like because you know like rock music has been like cool in like a long time by all extensive purposes. So you have all these young new kids that like are like angsty and like weirdos and everything. And then you look at like all the different types of like underground or alternative music, like hardcore to me is the only one that like feels current and like it's like constantly moving. Like most I, and again, this is like me painting it very broadly. I feel like for a lot of things, punk is very much stuck in a certain era of like bands. And then like you have metal I, f- I feel like with like, we'll just say like metalcore broadly, I feel like that's been co-opted by a lot of bros, you know? And then there's like the whole like SoundCloud, that type rap. I feel like that was it for a while. I think that's where a lot of these people where they leaned into, you know? Like I remember, you know, that one tour, it was like Harm's Way and... um Who's that one rapper? Like the Is it the Suicide Boys or No, it was Ghostbane? Yeah. So I remember like when Charlie and I went to that show here, it was fucking crowded. I'm pretty sure it was sold out. And we were just like, where did all these young people come from? I have never seen any of these people, and they all look like people that were not all, but there was a lot of people there that looked like they would fuck with hardcore. Well, and I think they like they were they see at least just a little bit of what they think the potential energy and they're going with it because I've seen like videos of like people like being on like unhinged at these some of these like hip hop shows like uh, yeah, I think and, I, and video, I think uh, uh, like Suicide Boys, there are people like there's a stadium show and people are like literally like hoisting themselves down from the bleeders and jumping off that area in the stadium to get down to the bottom and like being I went to I went to Walgreens like a month ago and I had a rejection pack shirt on and the kid working there shit he's probably like 23 or 24 was like hey I really like your shirt and I was like oh thanks and he was like what is that I'm like oh it's a it's a band like and he was like oh it reminds me of like a suicide voice design and I was like right on that's cool and he's just like starts asking all these questions about like the band shirt and like the band and stuff and finally i'm like yeah like i'm in that band and he's like oh are you guys like popular i'm like i don't know i guess i don't know like that's like a very like <laughs> i was like i mean i don't know i was like we play shows people come to the shows like we sell records and t-shirts and stuff and he's like i was like we tour sometimes and he's like i bet you guys are pretty popular and i was like I guess, man, I don't know. I'm like, check it out. Like, But no, I, I think like talking about like the energy aspect and like going back to hardcore, like hardcore has energy live, you know, or at least it should to where I think for all these young people and anyone that's goes to shows now can, you can definitely tell aside from these people probably being visibly smaller and 
different looking. It's just like they're moving around to every part of the song versus like we're kind of standing around and when it hits a mosh part, we'll pop off and then we're going to kind of go back to where we were, you know, whereas like with all these young people that are just wanting to like move around, have fun, like they're pogoing and push moshing and doing this, that and the other, the entire song. Hey, do what you got to do. Like if we're really going to go, if we really want to hit that argument, go to, go to earlier, like any, anything, uh, mid eighties. Yeah. Like you think anybody was doing anything that, that like was super like in sync or like synchronous, like any, t- any type of quote unquote karate in the pit. Like Dude, I felt so bad when we played with gel. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't really mosh that much at shows here anymore. I guess it'd be a band that I really like, or like a, a, I have to like, at least know the songs, you know, or like it has to be a band where I'm like completely blown away. And like, I feel like that for me, that takes a lot at this point to like mosh to a band I've never listened to, you know? And I remember I started, I was like moshing to gel and there were so many young kids that after like t- and couldn't even been two songs. I felt bad and had to just stop moshing. I was like, feel wait, I'm not even like a hard dancer by any means. And I was like throwing people on the ground and like knocking them out of the way. I was like, I feel so bad. I'm just going to stop. Like this, I'm done. This is, this is a, this is a hard topic uh, because it's, it's, it's uh, in the back of people's minds for people who have been at shows um, for a long time. And it, 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 it's hard to, it's not an easy subject to talk about. Well, it's, yeah, it's like kind of like when I was younger, I loved the aspect of like I have to mosh in a way that like I'm moshing hard enough that no one fucks with me. I thought that was so fun and so cool and like being nervous to like go start moshing, you know, and like I know that's not for everyone and that's totally fine, but I feel like especially at this point with the influx of younger people like especially if people from scenes where it's like you're seeing ebbs and flows that's just like it does it's never gonna not ebb and flow you know like yeah if you're in like la or like um new york or something where it's like no matter what we're gonna have steady hardcore attendance at shows like regardless but in a spot where you know those those 20 or 30 new people is like a big deal. And like, we could really use those bodies here every show. It's kind of like, well, do I go mosh and mosh like I normally would or do, or am I going to like dial it back and let all these young people kind of just, you know, do their own thing. Like not, cause I remember it was a long time ago at this point, but I remember people saying like younger people that would come to shows here and were like, Oh, shows in Boise are like dangerous and stuff. And I remember <laughs> I, I would laugh at them and like, and this was like definitely when I was more of a dick to people, but I was just like, you're, you're joking, right? Like you clearly have never been to an actual hardcore show anywhere else because if you think shows are dangerous here, like you're, you're like smoking crack or something like that's insane. Like these shows, the shows here are so soft. Like maybe like, maybe hardcore is not for you if that, if you think this is scary. Whereas like now everyone's just kind of like, keep coming around, like, keep coming around, like, we would love for you to, like, you know, the whole, like, 
thing. It was on Twitter for a while, like for like a year ago. It was like hardcore isn't hardcore for everyone, but it's not for everyone, you know. Type yeah. thing and like, I mean, like we, I remember we played a show this summer, and it was it was a show. It was like a fundraiser show for abortions and stuff. So you had a, you had a lot of people there that like. I think we're just there for like what it was for, you know, and like, Oh, like check out some music. Cool. And my, uh, East size band ended up playing his old band, our city skyline ended up playing. They hadn't played in years. And I remember like going, cause they, their new shit that they're writing rocks. It's like definitely like a throwback to like ferret records, like just that style of like music. And I remember like going up to the front, and do you remember, like, back in the day when, like, to open up the pit, you'd kind of just take everyone and, like, nudge them out of the way. Like, you'd, like, push into them and push everyone out of the way, and then people would just start, like, dancing and stuff. I kind of loved that. Dude, it's sick. <laughs> it, it looks, first of all, it looks sick on video, like, if the show's being filmed. And it's just, like, fun. Like, I remember when they hit this, like, hard part, I went up to the front and just tried to push everyone out of the way. And they all, all these like younger people thought I wanted to push mosh. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't. So then I just started like moshing. And I remember after Alex was like filming a bunch of stuff for the show and he like walked up to me and he's like, dude, you hit so many people in the face. Pretty, it looked pr- like pretty fucking hard. Like it was really funny. Like I could tell you, cause he's like, you're not like a hard mosher and you're not like mean at all. But he's like, it was really funny. Cause you clearly tried to just move everyone out of the way and they didn't get it. And it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to mosh now. And hopefully you guys just move out of the way. And he's like, and they didn't. He's like, that was the funny thing is like, they moved out of the way once you hit them. But he's like, they didn't before. So he's like, it was really funny to just kind of watch like it happened in real time. I think it's hard for me because I haven't had an instance like this because I don't really mosh anymore. And like when I do, it's to something that there's a lot of people of my age bracket doing this. So it's just like, it's just like a, a throwback moment because that my, my two moments that I, that I moshed in was, uh, I think for the, for oblivion for ill intent. And then for the apex predator, hate breed cover that's all old head shit right there yeah that's that's about yeah nothing else that anything that i can actually sing to because it's something i was dude i'm so mad that oblivion set i was i had lost my phone the set before couldn't find it it like fell out of my pocket while i was moshing i think to odd i think odd man outplayed and I was so mentally like fucked up at that point. Like, where's my phone? Like, no. And like to where I remember Zach being like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to definitely play some hate breed songs. And I, I, I remember specifically when the oblivion demo came out, I thought that like hardcore kind of really sucked in 2009. I thought th- there wasn't very much stuff coming out that I thought was cool. And I remember I really liked the demo because it reminded me of like disembodied and like shit like that. And I was very psyched to see them play. 
at Jag, and then my brain was just every which way trying to find my phone. That I the, the, the thought of like doing anything but looking for my phone just didn't make sense. And I, I think. Are you saying specific bands that were playing in 2009 or bands that put out specific material? In... Bands that put out material in 2009. Okay, I can't like... think. I can't think of anything super off the top of my off the top of my head like that put out that uh, uh, Northwest. Ba- I know there's bands playing uh, still all the time. There's always there's all the Vanguard shows. Uh, What's the thing too? Like in hindsight, like I've looked back and I'm like, well, actually, 2009 had way had a lot more records come out that I actually did like, but I remember specifically at the time there just wasn't that many like new stuff coming out where I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Like I remember. Cause like, that was like right when like, you know, TUI like wiped the floor with everything that was like melodic and like more traditional and like, that's fine. Like I, I remember when I got, this will age me. I remember when the stay cold, when it got leaked early and it was sped up faster than the actual record. And I had that for months and like, I loved it. And I remember like when I, when I finally heard the real version of stay cold, it felt so slow to me. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, cause I want to say it was sped up to like maybe like one and a quarter or like one and a half speed of what the actual thing would be. They talk, I want to say they brought it up on Ace's Forum of Passion podcast once recently, and I totally forgot that that was even a thing until they brought it up. And I'm like, oh, sh-. no, I remember people talking about it. I just never I never heard that specific version because I think I didn't hear like ever listen to T.Y. until I saw them at 10 for 10. That's probably honestly, that's probably part of the reason why I liked T.Y. so much is because at that time I was really into like faster hardcore. And it was probably like, oh, this is like hard and heavy, but it's also like pretty fast for what this is. But I remember like 2009, like that blacklisted record came out that I thought was cool. But like it, it felt like a lot of I think 2010 got better. Like I liked the last of in 2010, but I feel like 2009 was this weird like transitionary year from like, OK, everyone's getting rid of their vans and like flannel shirts and they're trading it in for like camo pants and like marauder shirts and like biohazard shirts i don't know i don't think that totally i think that finally like went in full transition for like seattle maybe in 20 like 2011 2012 but like for 20 i felt like there was still a lot of like flannel shirts in because i mean that next year was like was like the year wreck came out and there were still also like that metal crossover with a lot of people like loving black breath. Black and breath so, so like, I don't know. There was still a lot of, I I remember a lot of like long hair, like flannel style stuff. And then, and then it got, it felt like it went kind of like, I don't 2012 to, I, I don't know to, I would say, I don't feel like there were uh, for the Pacific Northwest, at, besides Oblivion, like 2010, 2011 to 2013, there I don't feel like there was a lot of heavy bands, at least in the Pacific Northwest. No, that I, can, I, was, that I can think of. I think that, I mean, I, I think that's part of the reason 
so I'll, I'll, I'll tie this into rejection pack then. So I think that's one of the reasons why like our band sounds the way that it sounds. So like whenever I moved, like, so like my first exposure to like hardcore, like true, like, I guess like live hardcore outside of like growing up in Alaska was I flew down for the last champion show and like that whole weekend. And to me, like Seattle and like Vancouver was like, that was fucking it for hardcore. And I feel like at the time, and even for most, like, I feel like there were heavy bands, but like, it was pretty much like fast hardcore or like very like traditional hardcore. And even like after moving here and like the local bands, for the region that I latched onto also had very much that like Northwest hardcore sound. And so like for like Charlie and I specifically, and even like Nathan, like a lot of these like pivotal hardcore bands are from that region and that sound to where I think that's like potentially just like ingrained in us of like, this is the kind of hardcore that we want to play. And this I is- think this is, I think that's really cool because it, it kind of ties in because this is going to be almost a double two episodes this week, all talking about um, act like, you know, and, um, and the other episode I talked, uh, I talked about kind of like the signature Northwest style and how it needs to be crossed over with like some of what um, younger kids are listening to. And if to make it work because people who are left at least in seattle i don't know i i haven't spent enough time in boise to know the typical boise old head stance but obvious but you've been around seattle to know i i i was gonna say for boise i am the old head for yeah and but for like seattle like change the change set like uh, there, um, t- we talked about it in the other episode, like when Denial of Life played, ton of people there, and there was a change, Jade Dust, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the kids took off uh, sometime after uh, Denial of Life, and and the the old the uh, change set was very typical Northwest arm cross, like of of the people who kind of cross over between like the bar the bar like metal and hardcore and pu- the m- punk scene like the more 21 plus style stuff like going to see like Eris at like uh lucky liquor or something mm-hmm. and 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 don't come to a lot of all ages so like it really needs a mix or it's gonna get or you're gonna get this yeah like we all of my friends that come to our shows here and even not even just our shows, we'll just people that are like more around like my age or in the vicinity of my age that still go to hardcore shows here when they go to shows, you know, they're just, they're chilling, you know, and like they'll buy merch and stuff, but they're kind of just chilling and like, that's fine. But like, if you're playing, like if everyone's doing that, like, Really not. I mean, it's still fun because you're playing music, but you know what I mean. It's like not as fun as if like, yeah, like so. 
So there's a band from Seattle here that's not plugged that's not plugged into any of like they're actually a really good band. I saw them live, really good, but they are completely they're a hardcore band, but they're completely plugged in to that sort of stoner red fang uh you know denim jacket uh, world um they're called uh fcon they're from seattle they're my friend kevin works at a works at a bar or uh works at numos yeah no no nobody's ever fucking heard of them like i would i've had them on the show people know them strictly because he's like in with the seattle crowd of people not because anything about hardcore but it is a hardcore band and they sounded fucking great spot on uh straight straight up like um like really like uh late 80s west coast shit it's it was it was it's very it's very fucking good um and yeah nobody knows who they are because they're completely plugged in and i think i was like if you guys play like at a house show with some younger people i think it would go off um same with uh the band filth is eternal they play oh they've i thought it benefited them a lot at least for the hardcore to play some shows with some other hardcore bands because they actually have a lot of they have a lot of fans in the in the kind of metal yeah region but like uh they 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 actually do very well in like the performance side of things like they fucking no matter what's going on they're fucking uh they're playing their asses off and 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 going crazy like young people especially like as long if you're going off so like you can't suck at music but like if if you're bad at music like you know game over but if you're even if say if you're if you're um if you're decent at it and you're going off I feel like young people will have a good time. They might not be going and like visiting you on like streaming or like buying your merch, but like they will be, your set will be at least fun. You know what I mean? And like there is, um, I won't mention the band name, but there's a local band here that like kind of, we were talking about like, Oh, they're like, playing more of like the bar scene that's what they do and like they don't connect with young people but like and they just stand there and play but like if you listen to it it's like this is good like this is very well done for what this is and if you if you put this in front of a young person and you just moved around when you played and you didn't play such a long set you could be this 20 year old's favorite band because what you're doing is like, you definitely know what you're doing and it's it's very, very tight and put together, but it's just like you just stand there and play and you're not playing in front of these people. And I remember they played a show a couple, it might've been a month or two ago. And it was a definite big like pseudo deathcore, like metalcore type show. So there was like a lot of young people there and it looked like that was the best that they'd ever played. And I'm kind of like, just do this more. Like, no, that's and that's what I and that's kind of was like, like this band was like very tight, like it, like they were just like, I was like, it sounds like you guys fucking practice a lot, even if you don't, and you just sound like 
on it if you if you could have just had a a and I had fun watching it, but I was like, if you could have been with a crowd that like w- didn't all have beers in their hands, I think that would pr- probably fucking worse, man. I hate well, it. That's it was a str- well, it's a it's a straight up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, you know talk crap because the people uh, who who work at a really cool it um the the event is a really cool it's a really cool event. But that's just it's just that's the version of of, uh, you know, punk that's in Seattle and and that kind of exist that kind of like existed and uh, stayed in Seattle uh, in those years post Rainfest, a.k.a. why the drain the show I booked with train was mixed with those type of bands. And it was one of the reasons that I could get drain money for the uh when before right the the six to eight months before drain popped off like i feel like drain was like they were good back then but i feel like they weren't like they weren't the band yet you know what i mean and i bet like some of those like because like yeah nobody knew who drain was or what was going on and like but they like they all loved it. the all the people that were there in the older bands fucking like loved it, but I ha- I had to to get the draw at that specific year, 2018. I had to get the, those specific bands to come out, and it was the, the the pitch I had to make was there's a bar across the street, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had so- to put that in the Facebook. I had to put that in the f- Facebook because they were like, "Is there a bar at this venue?" <laughs> And I was so like, close. I was like, you can go between the bands. I promise. <laughs> no one's gonna stop you. There's re-entry. Yeah, I was just like, man, guys, just come, please show up. It's not gonna be that bad. You'll get, you'll get to go home. You'll get to, you'll literally, you'll, you'll get off at ten. You can go, you can go sleep. It's a fri- It was a, like a Friday, so I was like, you can go, you can go home and sleep. <laughs> Like yeah. that was the it was just always it was very weird to see just like the change between that and also just like drain like me couldn't not being able to get Seattle hardcore to come out to that specific show and then but uh that fucking uh the flyer I made for that show came up on one of my like Facebook uh like you know the, like two years ago blah 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 and people started messaging me like oh so so what so how do i get tickets to that drain show <laughs> i like i got like legit hit up because people that rocks i was like i don't trust like it's another reason why i'm like completely almost off that platform it's just like it's like i got hacked and most of my other uh stuff on that for my for my show for my other like my other type of my other like networking tools like are gone and i'm like i don't even know if i want to even try to go back because it's like it just all that shit works against you <laughs> it just sucks i don't now that alex and them are running underdogs i'll probably i I don't know. I say I, I bet I end up somehow like helping. I don't think I don't think I'm ever gonna like 
dev dog you're a staple yeah i'm sorry but pe- i'm i have i have a feeling um let's let's actually get serious for tell people what underdogs is for people who don't know who what all right so the is. boy the boys alex and jason from witness chamber and then uh josh and Haley. those are uh for all the the listeners will say Charlie from Rejection Impact and Ingrown, his old roommates. Uh, they started a nonprofit here and are opening a all ages like DIY, you know, safe space venue. Like basically like it's gonna be a venue, but like they want it to be like more of like just like a community space, you know, like for people like and because the way that we have it now is there's really only one venue you can book all ages shows that where it's i mean there's like there's like random spots but anyone that's booked shows knows that the fickleness of random spaces a lot of the times isn't worth the like the hiccups and the hassle to like try to get a show there unless you know for sure that like you can kind of predict how it's going to go or like the type of people that are going to be there etc etc so we have one spot here. Spot's fine. But it's kind of, a, I, in my personal opinion, it's kind of a pain in the ass to, like, get things necessarily locked down there all the time. Like, you know, kudos to Alex, who books a lot of shows there for, like, dealing with that nightmare. But um, it's kind of like if there's, like, if the owner already has a show booked there for something else and a band's wanting a show here that day, you're kind of, like you don't necessarily have a readily option available. And so they took it upon themselves to start a nonprofit. I want to say that they said that um, real art was the inspiration for doing the nonprofit angle. Yeah. Also shout out for real art seven years. Yeah. They've outlasted, they've outlasted the viaduct by like uh, twice, twice, the twice the viaduct's lifespan. Yeah. Cause I want, Alex did an episode the other day with Spencer on on scoped exposure on Friday, and he was talking about like whenever they're up at Real Art, like, and he was looking at their website and everything, and saw that they were like a nonprofit. And Jason's, I want to say Jason's dad, because Jason is also a barber and like cuts my hair, and I feel like him and I were talking about it one time, and he was saying that his dad had a lot has a lot of like knowledge about like nonprofit stuff, but yeah. So for the listeners, they're opening up a. Uh, a sick local venue that it'll make it much easier for shows to happen here, especially, especially for kind of either smaller or more like mid-sized tours, you know, where it's like, you don't have to worry about taking a walk to the ATM or anything like that because the other spot, it's not even that like it's super expensive, but like it's a venue with a bar and whatnot to where there is a little more overhead there versus this spot where it'll be all like community ran like volunteers and everything so the ability to book these smaller diy tours where it's like you'll be able to give the i mean in theory i'm assuming this is kind of what they're what's going through their heads and just from playing shows and stuff like you could have a an okay turnout you know and you could still pay the band like fairly well or like you know what should be comparable to like that band? You know what I mean? Like there's some bands right now that 
I'll just say there's a lot of I shouldn't say some. The fact that there's like DIY touring hardcore bands that have guarantees is crazy to me. I don't get that. I don't that doesn't make sense to me. But also like not my band, not my business. But I just think that's weird. But this space will be cool because it's like it sucks when like because obviously Boise's not it's like a C market, you know? And it really sucks when like a band will want to play here. And it's kind of like, oh, well, sorry, we don't have a spot that you guys can have a show. Dude, you know people I mean? people be talking about Boise has been talked about more in the last couple of years. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's not what I want to say, but what I'm saying now is Boise's on the fucking come up. I think that, and I, I keep telling that I keep mentioning that we need to do this more. Where I'm like, Dude, we've had know- some shows. Boise, Boise needs a fucking fest. Have a reason for people to fucking come, like the Tacoma people to come hey, out. Okay. That will probably happen at some point. I bet. That would be sick. I think that's the, that's the best idea, especially because all y'all y'all come out to our hood. Charlie and, and I and Alex. And why I say that, it's like none of us are all in a room together talking about it. It's kind of like I'll talk. Just call it Boise on top. We were. There's at one point during. It might have been right after like everyone got, you know, got the the Fauci ouchie. We were talking about. (laughs) We were talking about like. Oh, Dev. (laughs) Trying to to do a best. And um, because like. Boise has a lot of young people right now, but like there's a lot of old heads here that just straight up don't go to shows because they're out of touch. But I think if you got the right band, they would, they would come out, you know? And like, we got like Ryan from Mizzou signals lives here. And I'm always like, yo, we need to get them here because anytime I've seen they play here, so many people show up that I'm like, I haven't seen you in like four years. Like, If you did like an OG uh, OG misery signals lineup at the fucking, I guess they do. I they do the OG basically misery signals thing right now. Um, if they did that, that would be. I would I would go out if that's part of a fest. It was sick. Like last, they even played here in a few. They played last time they played here was 2018, and it was at a bar because I don't think anyone that listens to them is under the age of 21 at this point, but. It was a real small, cool. Like the 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 thing that sucks is that venue is actually really like nice, and it's like, man, if this place was all ages, like, holy shit, because it's not big, but it's not small either. It's like, it's smaller than real art, but it's not like, if you had a hundred and fifty people in this spot, it would feel fucking packed, but they played that show and it was awesome. And like, there's so many like old heads that just like, don't go to shows anymore. And like, it was, it was really funny. Like I saw one of my friends the other day, he came to that, that big boy tour or whatever in like abrasion. And I hadn't seen this cat in years. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? And like, he was telling one of my friends there. He's like, I don't recognize a single person here other than like you and Charlie and like one or two other people. And I was like, yeah, man, that's what happens when you don't come around for years. Like that's yeah, that's literally gonna happen. Like even I've been still around and I don't 
recognize people from one show to the next some at times. Well, that's why I was telling one of my friends in that show, I'm like, this is the, I feel like out of all the shows that have hit Boise in the last year, this is the most random one for him to show up to. Like, you know, there's been like bigger tours that have come through band. Like even if for your, even if you're kind of like, not necessarily like in the trenches of like current music, there have been bands that have played here where it's like, even if you're on the sidelines, you would have been like, oh, I should, I should go catch that show. Like, I've heard of this band, but um, yeah, Boise is sick right now. I'm uh, I'm very psyched. I think that Boise think, on Boise on Top Fest 2023. I think it really helps that I've 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 said this before, but I really do, I really think that it helps that there's multiple bands from Boise that are going out and doing things. And I really think that you have to have buy-in from other scenes and other people for your music scene to be taken a little more seriously, you know, like, and even like at the same thing, like, because the bands from here are doing stuff outside of here, I think at the same time, that makes it more appealing and cool to people at a local level where it's kind of like, they see people from other states and other scenes fucking with this band. And it's like, Oh, but they're my local band. You know what I mean? Because I mean, for our band, like, I don't think we're cool. I don't think we're that I don't think we're that popular at all. But I know for a fact that once we started touring and people outside of Boise were fucking with us, immediately people locally started liking us more. And I'm kind of like, like, yo, we've been a band for like at that point we'd been a band for like a year and a half. Also, also, shout out to um, uh, the current state of the PN Dub Hardcore Twitter because the way Hannah just kind of goes and um, Hannah's sick, just literally straight up just um, cheerleads for all these fucking Northwest bands, just like and just goes and vouches for it, like hypes at like she's the hype man, like she's hyping every single. I was actually I was talking to her, I was talking to her about that the other day. And I was like, I was like, hey, you know, I don't. I was like, I don't necessarily think that our band is necessarily like that popular within like the Northwest hardcore scene. I was like, or maybe we are, and I don't, I don't. But I was like, either way, I was like, I think it's. I was like, I really appreciate that. Like, you're always like putting on for like us and like Boise and everything. I think that's really cool. It's definitely noticed, you know, like just like thank you. And she's like, oh fuck yeah, like blah 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 to where. I mean, I do, and like, I've talked, I was talking, I talked with Zach about it before. It was kind of just like, the Northwest is so far for everything that, like, it should be feasible for bands to do just Pacific Northwest tours and for people to, like, people in each of these, like, scenes come out and, like, support these bands because clearly, the rest of the United States isn't as keen to come up here and play these shows. So the bands that are down to play these areas, like you should be psyched that they want to play your city. Cause even like for bands from Boise to go up to Portland or to Seattle or Tacoma, that's like eight hours. That's not like a short drive. 
and the, I mean, the funny thing is to us, it's like not that big of a deal, but it's like, if you look at like California or the East coast, those drives are so short. And even to me, even the Midwest, like, I don't think their drives are like, they're, they're not great, but I don't know, like having to drive six hours to play a show. Okay. That's fine. Like, that's not a big deal to where I look at a lot of these places where the accessibility to play, to tour around and have these bands hit your city, hit your scene is so much easier, you know? So I think that the more supportive that we can be of each other in the Northwest and really just like giving a shit about each other and like not being self-centered, I think is like extremely important. I think so too. And it's just helped to be a little bit open to diversity. Otherwise we are going to be back in the, uh, 2009, 2010, uh, the moment we get the weekend, the, like twice a weekend, um, you know, oblivion, open fire, the like wreck every, every weekend, every weekend, same, same, like, to at least a, a variation of the three or four bands playing on it. Well, dude, that's the thing too, is it's like, I think it's much harder because clearly you need new bands, you know, things like that. Young people have to start new bands at the end of the day. Like that's, at least in my opinion, that's really what matters is having younger people start bands because if you get young people starting bands by their second or third band, they'll probably be pretty good. You know what I mean? And I mean, you have those anomalies where someone's like first band 16 is sick, but most of the time that's not that good. And that's fine. It's, it's not supposed to be good. It's just like you're learning and everything. It just, and it just, it just depends. Like, cause I'm seeing other things, seeing people, a lot of people, like if you play good enough, even if you, it's your first band, it is in hype yourselves up and get Dude, that, like, <laughs> hyped up in the crowd. Well, that's the thing is it's like, it you don't you don't have to be like theoretically you know or like air quotes like good but it's like just be fun and have fun because that's what it's about you know there has to be uh, i hate because uh, it sounds like it sounds like me being an old person telling someone about like uh you know that they're not doing they because I think like it just it just takes a mindset shift in some in some aspects. Because that's that sounds like the old person telling the young person that's like you know saying complaining like oh I can't get ahead in life because of this and this, and then the old person just says you just don't have the right mindset. I'm not trying to be like that, but I think it does like in, in a more positive sense. Like I think it you can with the right mindset get like if your mindset is to you know go off go the fuck off no matter what i think good things can fucking happen no straight up like um all the bands that i think of that i remember seeing that like left an impression on me live was because they were fun to watch live and the energy was there i don't ever remember how good their singer sounded i don't ever remember if they hit everything like if everything was like played perfectly, I'm just like, was it fun? Was it like high energy? Cool. 
that's that's what I remember to where that's the best thing, especially with young bands, is you have that like well, you should in theory have that stamina and ability to be a psycho while you're playing and not be tired after one song. And whereas like you got older bands where it's like you might want to go off, but you just can't anymore. And like, okay. If you want it, you got to fucking do it. Why do you think? Get off, get off your old ass. If you want, if, if you, if you really want it, then it's going to be worth being fucking tired in the morning. Why do you think I uh, do cardio all the time? Do cardio stretch. After, after we played our Jag set, that was, cause that was like one of the first shows after like COVID or whatever. We started having shows again. And I remember when we played up there at Jag, I was so fucking tired after like three songs. And I was just like, I was like full on like skipping parts of the song. So I was like, it's like, couldn't catch my breath. I was tired. But at the same time, like, oh, I want to go off and play the whole time. So I'm going to jump around a bunch and like all forego these like these vocal parts in the song. But I remember after like being so irritated that I was so tired. So I'm like, I'm usually not like that. Like I can jump around a bunch and like, I won't like not be able to like play the songs. And then, so I remember I started working out again. And at this point, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm exercising basically so I can like play shows optimally and not like be old and tired. Nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with that. My, my old fat ass can't fucking say it, can't uh, tell no one nothing, but that's, it's, it's what you, it's what you got to do. It's what I gotta do if I just just for uh, if I wanna have fun at a fucking show. Yeah, like I even now if I like mosh, if I like properly, because I don't, again like I don't mosh so much. So if I actually like really go off for a band, I feel like I'm sore for like a week. So Tulsa's so, gonna be sick because of that. Uh, hell yeah, you did you you did it. Segway. You you read my fucking mind. Act like you know. Those that's that's kind of what we're talking about this week. From um, it's a uh, it's about it's about to happen. How you feeling? It's uh this weekend, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm psyched. Uh, we just did that weekend of shows with Change. That was fun. That kind of that was our practice. You know. Since we don't, I was telling you earlier before we started recording, we don't practice. And you got uh, the new record to hype people up on. Hopefully. Yep. We, uh, because I mean, a couple of the songs have been out for a minute now, like a, like a month, to where we're really hoping that we're, we're a sing along band. And like, that's, you know, I don't think people sing along to us enough for the type of like hardcore that we play. And maybe my lyrics are just like shit. I don't know, but I'm hyped. I'm like, oh, cool. This is like a big show. Like, hopefully, some people will know the words to the songs. But um, no, we're psyched. We uh, we got a shirt printed exclusively for the fest that we can. We're gonna pick up when we get down there. So that's cool. It means we have to travel with less merch, which is always a bonus. Um, we're actually throwing in a couple old songs that we haven't played. One of the songs we haven't played since Jag. And then the other song we played in Vancouver, but for the most, other than that, we hadn't played it in 
actually one of the songs we only play in Vancouver. I'll just leave it at that. I think that's kind of, but, um, so we're going to write a new set list this week. I think we're going to practice one time before we leave just to try to like relearn these old songs. But, but, um, I'm psyched. We, uh, got our hotel booked last week or this over the weekend. I booked our hotel, got a nice little SUV to drive around in. Um, it'll be, it'll be kind of nice that, so we play on Saturday and we're not going to go to the pre-show on Thursday just cause we're gonna be, like flying. And last thing I'm trying to do is go to a show that night, but it'll be kind of nice to like play in the middle of the weekend so it's like, oh, the first day we can go to the fest and just kind of hang out, you know, like get our wristbands. And Charlie actually has to fly back for work Sunday morning. And he was texting me the other day, just like he didn't realize that that body box band got added. And apparently he's like obsessed with them. And he was like, yo, when do they play? I was like, they play on Friday. And he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be there then. I'm like, yeah, but it's cool. I mean, I like, I like playing in the middle of the weekend. Cause it's like, it's a good in between. Like people are like warmed up, you know, people are there. Like no one's necessarily tired yet. I just absolutely love this, this lineup. This it lineup is, is so cool. Like I love the side cause I, it's bands that I think are going to really benefit from it. If they, if they turn up. And turn up and turn up and the and the crowd turns up as well. Yo, here's here's the thing about fests. I've I think you and I have talked about it before. Not like on here, but I think that there's way too many hardcore hardcore fests that have the same lineups at this point, and I think that that's not really doing the culture of hardcore that much of a service. I think that one of the things I really liked about hardcore fests, I'll say back in the day, like was the regional aspect of it where it's like, Oh, we're going to have these handful of bigger bands that will pull people in from other States and other areas, as well as pull in people that are like surface level, like listeners of hardcore. But then we're also going to have the regional bands and the local bands that like, maybe don't normally get to play to play to these just these people that either like don't live there, you know, or just like people that aren't necessarily going to every local show and give them like a platform to really like win people over and like do that kind of thing. And I feel like most hardcore fests at this point are just the same bands, but it's more so there. Cause there, there's a lot of fucking fests at this point too, where it's kind of like, oh, you couldn't travel to this fest to catch these bands, so don't worry, this fest is going to be in your area soon. Like, and that's why I think Sound Fury this year at least had, like, in my opinion, for, like, the bigger fest, had the best lineup because at least it was all, like, current bands, and that was it. You know? I think that was sick. But... I feel like I would have, if I picked one of the two, I already said this, I would have picked this one if I I I got to go. I think that, like... Again, there's so many, like, hardcore is clearly on the come up right now, you know? I think that there's a lot of bands that are doing cool things that aren't getting talked about that much or that people just aren't 
necessarily checking out like i'll talk with a lot of my friends about like hardcore and like i'll ask them have you listened to this record to this band and a lot of the times the answer is no just like i haven't like i've 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 seen the name but i just haven't checked it out i'm like oh what are you listening to and they tell me and i'm like okay cool you're listening to the same 10 bands that play every fest like cool like who gives a shit (laughs) so i think for this lineup i think it's cool because there's a lot of bands that have probably never played shows this big or just played like to this many people to where I think that that's a really cool opportunity for a lot of bands that won't normally get it. And I think clearly that's like, there's clearly a risk involved with that. So I think it's really cool that Aaron is down to do that. I think that booking a fest is stressful. It's expensive. I think there's a lot of bands that are asking for more money than what they're worth right now. Just from talking to people that book shows and like are booking fests and stuff where like, I'm kind of just like, that's fucking crazy that like this band thinks they can ask for that much money or the fact that they're even asking for money is like wild to me. Like, unless this is your full-time job and this is your source of income, like you're doing your band because it's fun and it's more or less a glorified hobby. So you should pay for it yourself, in my opinion. Like, but um, I'm psyched. Like, there's a lot of... There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a wide array of bands that are playing, which I think is it's, cool. It's really cool. It's diverse. I it's have no idea. I have no idea. have no idea who would have... Like, like it's going to be obvious. Scal's going to have a really cool set. Gridiron's yeah. Gridiron's gonna go off. Um, I think Gates to Hell will be fucking crazy because I like they've the time I saw them just in a the basement, they just they perform just super fucking well. well I feel um, like they I feel like it's especially too like just from last year to now, like they've toured so much and have like really leveled up to where I think that like even looking at like the the day to day breakdowns of last year's because there's i mean there definitely are bands that played last year that are playing this year and looking at some of them like how much higher up on the bill they are this year as opposed to last year you know it's it's really cool it's but like when you get down to the the wall of text uh bands i have no idea who's gonna have like the real cool set or what's or who's gonna have the set that's like gonna like make a band tour more i have some theories if you want to hear them go for it let's go let's do let's do axe to grind predictions all right let me let me pull the lineup up real quick i know some of them off the top of my head but okay so, so sorry I, when you because you said axe to grind i just immediately start typing their instagram handle <laughs> all right friday i think that slug is going to win a lot of people over. I mean, I, I haven't been, heard this band yet, so I know nothing. No, straight about up. They cover Righteous Jams. All right. They've covered Rival Mob before. Then I get, I, I think it's I get, I'm getting hard, the, that kind of hardcore. Th- okay. Then it's going to be sick that, I mean, I would, I'd go off to that. They're sick. Andrew, their singer used to live in Idaho. Um, a lot of our first pictures he took, uh, 
They just sound like. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold up. I have. No, no, that's wrong. I have listened. This band is really sick. I remember. They sound like like a locking out band, but they're not. I rated them because of their two steps on, on, from, for my weekly, like, TikTok videos. Like, (laughs) like, I, I, I like, I think I rated them on a scale of, of how good their like fucking two-step parts are. And they're really good. I think, let's see, obviously Friday Night Spy is clearly going to, I mean, they're headlining Friday, but I think Broken Vow also, like, I think they'll do pretty well. Let's see, Saturday. All right. I love, so, okay. Have you listened to that band Squint? I have I haven't listened to that. That's one I haven't listened to. They I don't sound think. like just use the umbrella term like adjacent hardcore stuff. Like they're a band I think like if they have a lot of people watching them because they play first. If they have a lot of people watching them, I think a lot of people would be pleasantly surprised because like oh if you're into like fiddlehead and drug church and like stuff like that like. This is for you. It's sick. Uh, I, th- I think uh, there was a band I listened to recently that sounded a lot like Drug Church. I this might be the band. I'll send you, they're on. I'll send you. They just put out a music video, which was pretty cool. Okay, because I literally know that there was a band I listened to that sound that had a very like drug churchy vibe. This might have been it. I'm not sure. I love. Uh, let's see. I'm really bad at pronouncing band names. Is it? And the thing is, I'm friends with these guys, so I'm gonna sound like a dickhead. Uh, Shiva, Shiva. Yep. yep, we had them on Shiva, yeah. Shiva Groove. They they were on the show back in June. I think. I think purely from a sonic standpoint, for the on a Saturday, they're the outlier band. You know. I think they can be cool. Like yeah, I think I think, it, I think it's gonna be cool. Like. Dude, life for a life. I loved, I loved them. Alone played with them before here. They're what? Cool. Oh Alone, yeah, we played yeah, with yeah. Them. I played here. Um, uh, yeah. I think. Let's see. Going through. Uh, I've heard, I've heard a lot of cool things about that Ozone band. I think they're from Texas. They're, so. I- I really like the first day out um, material, so I'm I'm hoping that that they're goes sick. well. They're sick. I uh, they're from Atlanta, right? Yep. Or, yeah, it's like, um, let's see, Sunday. Also, I don't know how I've I like listening to Snuffed on Sight. I don't know like what the uh, because that has that has that like feel of like what kids who like tsunami and i saw them play here uh they were way more popular than i thought than i thought they were okay i think young people at this fest will love it because it's like slam like death corey like brie core stuff i don't know like yeah i know that I think for a lot of the young kids, I think that's going to like, cause they, especially because those people that weren't around when that was like really big, you know, I think that's a thing. That'll be a thing. I think for the punt, for the, for the kids who just like fast hardcore, 
or like like hardcore hardcore, I think Sunday is going to be the day. I think that's going to be the day. I think I think Sunday is going to be a really good day. Like with um, constraint, uh, pummel one of Pummel's last shows. Yep. Uh, uh, Chemical Fix people. F- Ankle like, Biter, that band's tight. Uh, you ever listen to them? Yeah, th- yeah, we did on one of our. Uh, they rock. Yeah, on one of on one of the other um, episodes, I think I. I'm, I'm just them. straight up. All right, so on Sunday, that band. You ever listen to that band, Strange Joy? That's playing. No, I've heard. I, they I, are. I think they put out one of the best hardcore releases of this year, like straight up, like. It sounds like if Pity Sex was playing hardcore. I need to listen to them because I I need to know because I'm because all I remember is is what another podcast uh said shitting on them and I'm like knowing what that person thinks about most music I think I I'm like it's it's hard cuz sometimes I will hard agree and then sometimes I'm like you just don't you, you just they don't fucking, like they it. They fucking rock man like it's melodic but it's not like air quotes melodic hardcore it sounds it's still aggressive it just it's more hardcore than like early touche amore but it's not like i don't know it's fucking sick i think it's really cool like i just have to re-listen because some of these bands i haven't listened to in a few months and like and when things come through my desk, I'll listen to them like, this is really cool. And like a lot of these are like fresher, fresh new bands. Like, like I think I listened to sentence to die and like them a lot, but I don't remember. Yeah. I want to say they just got picked up by maggot stomp, but I could be wrong. Cause that's a whole whole world that I don't understand, but you know, shout out, shout out to their, uh, to their fucking um, Twitter. (laughs) And I'm more and more, you know, I think, I think, um, the shit talking Twitters of, um, uh, of that caliber in that and the regional justice center type, uh, shit is, I don't think it's hurting hardcore on a social media standard, uh, on a, from a social media standpoint. <laughs> yeah. I think that anytime, like, I almost think when bands use their Instagrams in a, in a less professional, more silly way, it almost like that, or not Instagrams or Twitters, that almost goes over better. Like it could. I I still haven't really like that dude from uh, that dude from Counterparts doing uh, like maybe it's because he crosses way more over with metalcore that like he's really unserious and. Uh, and I can't, I don't, I, and it's pissed like almost half of the, half of the people that like are into them off. And I don't even know. That's one thing. That's that whole thing. I'm that's, that's one thing where like, I'm very glad that like, I'm very out of the loop. Well, especially ever since I deactivated my own Twitter. Cause I was like, this, I hate this app. Like I have the band one still, but like, that, you were like, such a you were you were such a cheerleader though for for hardcore on both no. on both of them and it was it was like the dev dog Twitter. I know. Well, what I'm, 
I was telling Taylor, my girlfriend, about this third. I was like, because the thing about it is like, it was just, everyone on there is just an annoying moron for the most part. And I'm just kind of like, I see how you guys are acting. And I know for a fact that you don't act like this in person. So you just look like a dumbass in front of everyone. And I'm not really with that. And then I get really sick of seeing people that like are so self-serving that I'm like, you can literally go get hit by a truck for all I care. Like if you're going to, if like, if you think this is like cool, like fuck off. And so I was, I, I kept finding myself doom scrolling and getting more and more irritated with, with like the hardcore like community and like things like that. And I'm like, this is how people become jaded. And I was like, I don't really, I'm not really with that energy. No. no. And people will take, like, if they don't, even if you're not like super public facing, you say something like I'll, I will say something that was, that is taken as a, just a, a f- like most of the really dumb stuff I post on like Instagram. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, Oh, you're just being your dumb self. But because I don't post on Twitter, I've had really random backlash for like somebody, people reaching like, like on some, on some of the weirdest shit. Like I think I posted the, the defend TikTok hardcore uh, and some people did not take it very well and got, and was like, man, this, this, that's where I'm like, I'm with you. I'm was just like, I'm just, it was just to be like, I posted it. So you, it would just be like, you see it. Like, uh, that's, that's really fucking stupid. Yeah. Like it's, and the thing about it, like I was talking with one of my friends about it and he's like, I don't really notice that, but like, it could just be with like your timeline. And I'm like, well, a, I can't help that my friends talk to morons and interact with people that I think are stupid. Cause then that shows up on my timeline, you know? And I was like, I find it really annoying to have to go and like mute a ton of people that like, I don't fuck with, you know, like I, I don't want to have to do that. So then I ended up deactivating it. And I was like, I'm going to see how I feel after like a week of not having like my personal like Twitter account and it's rocked. And then I was talking, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if there's a way where I can like, cause you have like a month to decide if like when you deactivate it, if it's going to like stay, you know, it'll, it'll get like deleted or whatever. I was like, I wonder if there's a way that I can keep all like wait till like 28 or 27 days, you know, and then be like, actually I'll keep my Twitter. And then like after a day, just deactivate it again. So it's like, I'm not going to lose my like username and like, all these connections with people that like I might not have otherwise, but at the same time, I don't have to deal with this, this stupid platform and all the idiots on it. It's like the, with the band one, like we, I more or less just use it to post stuff about the band. And then like, if there's like someone that we're following that like posts something that I think's cool, like we'll repost it. But um, yeah, it's just like, I have friends at a personal level that I straight up don't like anymore because of how they act on Twitter. And I'm like, I understand that maybe you don't act like this in person, but the fact that you're on this stupid app acting like this for so many hours a day, you're an idiot and you can literally fuck off. Like this says a lot more about you than you might think it does. And like the fact that you think this is okay to like 
be a conniving prick to people all the time and think it's like funny or whatever. I'm like, it's not funny. It's just stupid. And like, I really don't have time for people like you in my personal life. Okay, Devin, it's intervention time. You can tell me, you can tell me the truth straight up right now. Has anything so, I posted made you no, be like Trevor being Trevor's being mad dumb with this stupid fucking this no, stupid fucking I'd video? Rather, I'd rather people have fun on the internet because the internet itself is like a very cool and stupid thing at the same time. So I'd rather people have fun as opposed to like this happened years ago, but I still fall back on it where it's like someone said they didn't like a band and it was not even that like, Hey, this band sucks. It was just like, here's a popular band. I checked it out. It's not really for me. I don't really get it. Like, I don't like it. The amount of people that dogpiled on this person and were like, you're a fucking idiot. And like, fuck off, blah, blah. It's just like, are you, I'm like, are you delusional? Are all you, is everyone here delusional? Like, and to me, that's just like such a like energy around Twitter. And I'm just kind of like, it's just dumb. Like maybe it's just me literally getting older, but like, it was kind of funny when I posted on Instagram, like, Hey, I, you know, I deactivated my fucking Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the amount of friends that messaged me were like, yo, I did that a year ago. It's been awesome. Like it rocks. No, it's the same because this, I border between the two. I don't do a lot of, t- of, uh, of, um, Twitter, I do, I, I do a, the thing that has made this show actually have more listeners in the last two years is being on, on TikTok for better or worse, because I just talk about music. That's all I do. And like, that's a, it's a, that's a controversial, it is controversial, especially on, because I get, I get completely like, uh, cause the Twitter people, like there there's that there's that fucking weird rivalry and they they have TikTok Twitter hardcore acts like TikTok hardcore is so much worse. Twitter, Twitter hardcore is really fucking yo, bad. Yo, here's the thing. Twitter hardcore listens to about 10 hardcore bands. Like I've I've truly noticed like and I mean some of these people are my friends but I'm just like Y'all have all these really strong fucking opinions, but you literally listen to your friends' bands, and that's kind of it. Like, that's cool. You go to shows, but also like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I think that only listening to your friends' bands is some real fucking wimpy shit, personally, and it doesn't benefit the culture as a whole. And at the same time. I'm very anti TikTok, but and that's and that's fine. I, I don't. Say, I hate. I, hate I don't need Devin. I don't need I hate. you. I don't need you or any of my close friends to be pro TikTok to know that TikTok has benefited this show. Well, that's sick. I mean, here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing on TikTok. Right? Is there good content on there? A thousand percent. Like my girlfriend will send me TikToks for some of the stuff. I'm like, this sucks. And the other stuff I'm like, this is really funny. Thank you for showing me this. Like, I'm never going to open the app on my own, but if you send me something that you think I'll enjoy, I'll definitely watch it. And like, to me, I'm like anything that's really, really cool on there. I'll probably, 
it'll get reposted on like Instagram or something, you know, but, um, I just don't, I don't like the way the app itself works and I don't like, I don't like how, I think everyone should have the ability to have a platform, but I don't think everyone should have a platform, you know, and kind of just the way the whole thing's algorithm works. Like it's not, for me no and i can i completely get it but there is a place where i've been able to 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 talk to to people to to talk to people in a way i haven't been able because twitter like you said twitter is a certain is a completely certain way and i don't and the way the reach the reach (laughs) for every app at this point and like algorithms and stuff is fucking bullshit like for instance like we have over like 3000 like Instagram followers. And then I'll look at how many people like, like a post of ours or like, have like seen our posts. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like if we had, if every person that has like opted in to follow us actually was like seeing this, like that'd be crazy. You know what I mean? And, um, I know with like TikTok and stuff, I know that like, the actual reach and your ability for people to see stuff is like actually like kind of how it should be, or even not even how it should be, but it's like the opportunity is there, you know? So I think that like, I keep saying, cause like, I'm not going to fucking do it ever, but like when we tour and stuff and like, or just like together as a band, like Hunter and Ralph in particular are pretty fucking funny. And I'm always like, you guys should like Hunter is Hunter is very anti TikTok and Ralph is very pro TikTok, but I'm like, Ralph, you should start a band TikTok, and mostly just post stuff that Hunter does because it's funny and like, Hunter's the young person in the band, so he's like the silliest, and I'm like, we could probably reach a lot of people that would like our band, and think that like it's interesting just based on the stupid shit that we're doing as like together when we're on tour, but. I ride the line because I ride the line because I just don't actually give a fuck. And you could say whatever the fuck you want to me. And it's not going to fucking affect the, whatever I decide to do. So I could care the fuck less because I've never been in with a popular hardcore crowd. I just come, I just go to shows like I always have. It's never gonna fucking. It's never gonna fucking change. And I'm always Dude, gonna do my, like- little, my little fucking. Sh- I'm gonna do my little fucking show. I, I don't like as far as it's like. I don't care so much about numbers, but I don't. I obviously. I'm not trying to be su- super popular or anything. I just, if I'm doing it, I want to make sure I'm talking to a few people and have an audience and having people like actually be like, uh, oh, your playlist was really fucking cool. I'm a big fan of this band now. And that's the, Dude, that's the thing. And if I'm not like, doing it, <laughs> if, if you're trying to connect with young people, especially you got to go where the young people are, you know? And, I mean? and I like, I, I dismiss a lot, like, cause I talk shit a lot on, because there's a lot of the, uh, especially now, like I've heard the, I will shit on anyone. I'm I'm not much of a gatekeeper, but like if you're saying the fucking words uh 
go to a not these people you wouldn't hand, last so and so minutes in a fucking knocked loose pit. I'm like straight to fucking st- trash deleted report. I'm reporting your fucking account. Don't don't fucking don't well, fucking was, talk to me. La- when was there? I love knocked loose, but like. I don't know, like all I, I've never even seen them play before, but looking at all the show footage I've seen of them, I've never none of their show not at least like since they've been like popular or whatever, none of their shows have ever looked scary. No. It, the 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 pit most just look like regular like, they look like regular degular metalcore shows. They look like they look like probably the same of what a fucking August Burns Red show looks like. Yeah, I was like, I don't see kids dancing hard. It's kids pushing each other and bobbing around because, like, to me, the only way you're really going to have, like, a hard, probably knock loose show is if, like, it's more so, like, maybe, like, LDB or, like, uh, they play, like, a secret set or something, you know what I mean, type thing where versus, like, their shows are too crowded to where it's kind of like anyone that goes and sees Hatebreed, you know, it's like, you know, even if you wanted to like dance hard, you're not going to have the opportunity to, because the second you start some fucking person is going to push you or like, and it's just type of thing where it's like, you'll pick your battles and this is not one of them. No, <laughs> the, the thing I will say is like, there are a lot of people that listen to band once automatically tries to become expert on in on said introductory band and tries to do that's like all these get, fucking- gate, keep, gatekeep something that they've been listening to for five minutes and then say i and i usually just say who gives a fuck i really don't give a fuck what you i only say i, talking, I like this band <laughs> i was talking to a couple of the cats at the barbershop the other day and we were talking we we're we were laughing about how like you got all these like you got and this was this was I'm pretty sure this was on Twitter. I was like, dude, it's so embarrassing. Like all these people that are like pointing the finger at each other about like basically trying to call other people posers or like new jacks and for how they got into hardcore. Like, oh you found hardcore through TikTok and it's like you found hardcore through pop punk. That's not cooler. Like that's there's nothing Who, cooler. It just that. like it just don't. Why even have the conversation? Yeah, we shouldn't of, even have a fucking conversation. It doesn't just matter. Listen. Um, it matter how you got into it, the point is you got into it, and besides that, almost every single person's entry point is not cool. Because, let's be honest. Like, listen to this fucking track. That's all. Do it. Hard, that's all. Hardcore rocks. Yeah, Parker Rocks. If you take a step back and actually look at it, it's fucking dorky and it's lame and it's corny. It's still sick, but it's kind of the thing where it's like, if you really take a step back and look at it, you know, from like a non-biased perspective, it's like, it's and it's it is corny. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. The the amount of fucking probably people who start listening to hardcore like and like try to look cool and try to be like. You really think you were going to impress your date with your not with your knowledge of fucking the walking out ca- catalog? Dude, we were all on, <laughs> dude, I was on tour one time with this band, and there was a drunk dude that was on. We went and got food at this rest at this pizza place that was open really late, and it was like an actual sit down place, and they had a bar. 
And I remember one of the dudes that was on tour with us was it was his birthday, so he ended up getting he ended up getting hammered, and he was trying to hit on these two girls at the bar, and he was like, "Hey, do you guys like terror or trapped under ice?" Like, I don't know, dude, what the fuck are you talking? Like, hopefully they don't have. Hopefully they don't know who that is because why would they? Like, like you don't go up and just talk to like civilian people. Like, hey, uh, so. Uh, do you, uh, anyways, do you think that that would impress them any anyway? Yeah. If they even if they did, like, it's. I know, I know all the lyrics to Satisfaction. Please go out with me. Please notice yeah. me. <laughs> we were just like, what the fuck? Like, it was so funny. Like, who was that, like, who was this motherfucker? He sorry. was in the, he was in the touring band. It was a thing where or he was a guy that was there. He wasn't no, he was a kid from Boise that like he was just there. Yeah, just like was along for the ride. Like me and me and Jake were doing merch and then there was like a handful of other kids from Boise that just came because it was an out of state fest. So like <laughs> other people had showed up. It was like <laughs> and they were like me and Jake and Charlie and stuff were just like fuck you girls listen to terror <laughs> and like they're like what the fuck are you talking about I, I don't want to <laughs> oh man I want to beat the shit out of him he uh <laughs> I saw him at the sick of it all agnostic front show and I feel like that was the first time I'd seen him at a show since Cro-Mags <laughs> to like really tight. Can you, we need I want to I kind of want an update. Has I want to I want to know if that line has worked yet for him. <laughs> I uh basically dropped out so I you know I doubt it. Okay, so he so he was like, "Okay, yeah, these normie girls are co- are going to probably want a normie." <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> At this point, he is a normie, so I mean, it could. At this point, yeah. Who care? Who cares? Like it, it's it's cool to me because it's cool to me. But it's like in the in the uh, broader scheme of life, it's not very cool. (laughs) Well, dude, everyone, everyone at this point also just looks alternative. That isn't to where like the whole barometer of being able to gauge people in public of like would they be into hardcore or like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that is so fucking like my far skewed at this point. My favorite part of like mid two thousands hardcore was everybody just fucking looked like they came from gym class. Well, dude, that's the thing though. I I loved, I fucking love that. And I was like, I'm going to go with that for the rest of my fucking life. Here's the thing. Even with that though, even when people dressed like that, I still think if you saw someone like that in public, you would know, you could tell if someone liked hardcore. If like they had not always, it, I would say most if you had, it's just like, I couldn't tell that from some, some random urban dude who was wearing fucking, who, who, who was just fucking wearing Nike and just came from the gym. Like I, that what's I'm saying though. So almost everyone, listen to, I shouldn't say like, you know, back in the day, not everyone had traditional tattoos. It was kind of like if you, if someone had traditional tattoos and were wearing like some sort of like normal or like athletic type things, 
it was like, all right, this person definitely listens to hardcore. Like maybe I would say that if they went to shows, but if they're in normal, I was just like, this is the just- amount of the amount of people that I've met in my life just randomly out in public that didn't have band merch on, but looked, I would say, like a normie, but had tattoos, and I was wearing something that approached me about a shirt I had on, and were like, oh hey, because like I think that's one of the benefits too of like growing up in Alaska and even living in Boise for a while is like there weren't like if you saw someone in like a band shirt you know but it was the type of thing where like they're not wearing one but as we're like walking past each other I'm like looking at them and like you know Terminator fucking everything and like being like yo I bet this person listens to hardcore and I love looking the way I do and no one knowing that I listen to any Dude, that's why I like that. Uh, I I know I don't ever. It doesn't ever have to come up, and it n- never will. That's one of the reasons why I fuck with that band Peace Test a lot because they play scary people music and look so fucking normal. Band is so like fucking good. I was talking to Nolan, their singer, the other day, and we were talking about how like. I have no idea what they look like, by the way. So, yeah. They rock, like, L.L. Bean and, like, shit like that. And, like, Carhartt. Just, like, outdoorsy clothes, you know? Type things. And, like, him and I were talking and we're just, like... We were, like... We were saying something about, like... L.L. Bean is for us. or We were making jokes about, like... Like, L.L. Bean is, like... The white guy. Like, the normie white guy. Like, fatigues. But we were talking about how just like hardcore bands, like normalize hardcore bands, just wearing like normal clothes. You don't have to look like, like a weirdo or like look necessarily like alternative. Like you can play really like alternative forms of music and you don't have to. That's one thing I dude. uh, I feel like a lot of like 2010s metal core was doing that. And I was very cool with that. Like I noticed like even Did I still get told I look like I, I, I wear all wear like polos sometimes. And I was told by someone the other day, you look like you're in August Burns Red. And I was like, Thanks. Great. <laughs> no, um, like Yes, yeah, so I don't know. Like it was funny when we played Oxnard the other day, I kept getting told I looked very Pacific Northwest. I like with it. I, with what it's I was wearing. And they're like, you look very because I had like on like a green, like a longer green, like outdoorsy jacket and like a North Face hat and Dickies. And then I had like a Carhartt like bag. And I was just like, yeah, I'm from the Northwest and it's cool. Get me some Patagonia. I'll be that motherfucker. Exactly. Straight up. Straight up. I'm that I like. I like that. I'm. I'm I, I, need, I need to take my I need to take my fat ass on more hikes in the future and i i want to look like it so hiking is sick i wish i did i made it do i ever since my girlfriend tore her acl a couple of years ago we've definitely had to uh dial back like when we go together some of the stuff that she can do <laughs> but hiking kicks ass yeah no and i i just have to like have time to do because like i it's an all day thing it's not a yeah no it's not easy yeah but uh so act like you know new 
new rejection pack record. You want to end the rest of the time by talking about that? Yeah. So uh, we put a record out on Friday. I'm very, I'm very happy that it's finally out because we demo tracked it in summer of 2020. And then we recorded it sp- like end of spring throughout the summer and like fall of 2021. So it's been done for a long time. So it feels very nice to finally get it out. I think that, I mean, some of these songs we wrote summer of 2019, like, and like fall, like, it's just nice to finally get it out. Like I keep saying like, sorry, there's quite a few songs on the record that we've wanted to play live. I didn't want to play till the record was out because it's either like, Oh, this is a little more, not what our other stuff sounds like. It still sounds like us, but it's a little different and we don't want to necessarily blow our load by the first time people hearing it being live. Like we want them to hear like, the song itself and then we can play it live. So I think it's, I think it's cool on the way of just like the messaging because there, you know, there had, there was always like a point where there was a lot of bands with like more political leanings and messages. But I think like there's a lot of the younger people who are just mad at everything in general. And I think that's where a lot of the content is. So I think that that'll be, I think that might be cool for, I don't know if there's any strictly political, style of uh lyrics and bands at the act like you know fest because uh i haven't dug super deep but like a lot of it's just hardcore bands being mad at a lot of other different things i feel like terminal nation is definitely like more political oh yeah you're right yeah stan stan's definitely uh leans in that way whether i yeah i agree though there's not that many bands where it's like i mean I don't think in general there's that many bands with like messages right now. And that's not like, you don't, you don't have to have a message if you're a band. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no, no. It, and it, but I don't think that there's that many bands right now that are like, Oh, this is like, we have this band and we also have this type of agenda. The band is a means to like discuss these things. You know what I mean? And um, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like a lot of young people, are very much into a lot of this stuff to where, you know, like even like with our, our stickers and stuff, like that's always the number one thing that people like when young people walk by our merch table, like they'll look at them and they're like, can we have these? I'm like, yeah, they're free. Sure. And they're like, can we take more than one? I'm like, take as many as you want. Like, I don't care. Like put them like, we want them so people can put them on stuff. You know what I mean? If you want to grab 10 and you're going to like put them on things like sick, like go for it. But, um, yeah, so I think that I'm hoping that that maybe like is like a thing that stands out for people at the fest. You know, we uh, trying to think about the record. It's just good to get it out, man. Like, we're sick of playing a lot of songs off the old seven inch. I've seen like a good amount of people. Like, I'm like like I said, I don't go on Twitter as much anymore i will go every once in a while because my facebook i'll go a little bit more because my facebook is disabled yeah but, uh but you, yeah you yelling slurs at people and you got your account deleted or something what? 
you really want to put that out? Oh, fuck it. Yes, that's, that's how I fucking finally, they finally fucking jammed me up. Dude, like, there's, this, there's this kid here that I straight up hate, and I finally got his Facebook banned after years of trying to get his Facebook banned. I finally got it banned, and I was like, this is so sick. I finally went out the way I wanted. <laughs> but... Uh, no fool, no fool in my fucking shaven head. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's like like I've seen like what I was getting at is I've seen a lot of people on Twitter uh, say some like some really like I've seen some people hyped up uh, on the on the record online. I was gonna say I had Charlie and I we were talking about it the other day like before the record came out. We were him and I were both just like. I have we have no clue like how people are gonna feel about it. Like hopefully people are into it, but like you know maybe maybe they won't be, and like that's fine too. You know, I mean either way, like we're psyched on the record. But um, I've I guess like in kind of the circle back earlier, like I've been pretty happy with how it's like people seem to be into it. You know, like we have ever since we started the band and like just that there's so many bands out, you know, and like, there's a lot of good bands right now. And there's a lot, I feel like there's a wide, a wide net of styles of bands. And I think the style of band that we play is definitely not like cool. And it's not like, it's not heavy. It's not like, it's just like a hardcore band. You know what I mean? It's not like, and I think that the fact that like, if anyone cares what we're doing, I'm like, I think that's really cool. really appreciate, it you know and so the fact that like it seems like there's some people that are pretty psyched on it like that's really cool like i'm like oh i didn't expect that like that's great that's i think people like who are just getting in at least on on this part of the country what of northwest hardcore just getting they're ready for more and more bands there's not a ton yet that are that have uh, come out post lockdown and it really hasn't for this region, and, which is kind of crazy. And they're excited for it. And there's people excited for it. So they're ready for just about anything. And I think um, this is r- real cool, especially I think people like you talked about people can edit connecting to political messages. And I'm thinking that I will connect with this current like generation of people who are very politically well, like, active. I don't know. Like, I think that probably the thing I guess like I'm most proud of for this record is like, it just feels very cohesive, not just like the record itself. Like I think the track order and the way the record flows for being like a 13 song LP, it doesn't drag at all. And it feels like a very like cohesive, like, Oh, you could listen to start to finish and like, you wouldn't feel like it overstayed its welcome, but even just like the record cover, the way we did the layout, like all the lyrics and everything, like, it all feel at least uh, like that's something like just we're really proud of is the fact that like we we put a lot of fucking thought into it because we're like people not everyone not very many people buy music physically anymore it's a very niche thing at this point so if that's something that you're into like we've put a lot of time and energy into that aspect of the album and then at the same time I think a lot of hardcore art, like album covers right now aren't that good, personally. I think that 
I don't like it when you look at a record cover and you instantly know what the record's going to sound like. I think that's really lazy. If that, I mean, obviously, like, if that works for your band, like, good for you. But I like... I like looking at something and not necessarily... I like looking at something and thinking, this looks really sick, but I don't know what this sounds like. So uh, this makes me want to check it out. And then once you hear it, then that image or artwork or whatever like will should make more sense you know and really like amplify and like bring it all together even more and that was like one thing that like we really psyched on with this record is that we think that the record cover looks it doesn't look like a typical hardcore record cover and neither does the layout and then at the same time it's like oh well if you look at all the pictures on the record cover like those are all related to what the songs on the record are about. And then um, the layout was like tied into like TVs and things like that. And we did the fucking stupid music video with like tying all that crap in. So like, that's like the one nice thing because we've had time. Cause like we weren't on like a pre COVID schedule. We had the time to like do all this other stuff that I don't really think we would have had the time to do otherwise you know no, it's 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 ha- it's helped a lot of different aspects of hardcore like, like i think it's it's there's not there's not much more to expand because i think everybody is in this weird space where this is what we talk about because it's 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 foreign to the people who have been doing this for a while it's foreign to me talking like because like there was the two year period of when you came over to fucking uh when you came over to the studio for the first time mm-hmm. um, like like when you came with alone things were still kind of happening when you came with rejection pack for the first time not absolutely nothing was happening dude that's the thing too like that era because again, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't really that long ago, but it kind of no. felt like there weren't. So I feel like when Rainfest ended, Northwest Hardcore felt like pretty big, you know. And then I don't really think like it didn't feel like there were that that many new bands. A lot of bands that. called it called it quits. Promoters called it quits. I remember that's why we did the radio thing with you. I mean, we wanted to do it either way, but I remember especially um, we couldn't get a show anywhere that day. And that like, that was like crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel like getting like when alone went up there, getting shows were, it was super easy. And then um, even like getting a show in Portland and Vancouver was easy, but getting booked in Washington just when seemed I- so fucking hard. When it was either me, it the options were myself or the people that were in uh, five to ten of the Seattle hardcore bands that were on tour at any point of the of that year. Are those yeah, years so where like where nobody was nobody was in town unless everybody from those bands were in town, and then they would do a show with those bands well that's the hard thing about Boise right now too is that like 
be, everyone shares members. So we're like, anytime we go on tour, no one can play. Like, because Hunter's in all the bands. He's in our band. Charlie is an ingrown. He's in our band. So we're, we're like. A, lo- a lot of these kids are just attending. They're not starting bands. Dude, that's and that's, start, start some bands. Start. We, were kind of, we were talking about that earlier, and I think I lost my train of thought, where it's like, you need young people to start bands because. Don't just go to the shows. You can. <laughs> young people have. You have time to do like. Dude, playing in a band in high school was straight up the sickest shit. Like, I loved it. Like, yeah, I had, like, it's crazy to think how much we practiced. And it was partially because it was fun, but also, like, we just straight up, we had the time to practice all the time. So, like, yeah, you're practicing, but you're also just hanging out with your friends. And, like, the older you get, the more responsibilities you get. It's kind of like practice is more of a chore. And it's like, well, why don't we just like, we can just play shows. Like that'll be the practice is playing shows, you know? And like, that's when we'll get together. And like, um, if we're as a band, like we're getting together and hanging out, like it's almost like we'd rather just get together and hang out as opposed to like standing around a practice space and it like being cold or like hot inside and like doing this, that, and the other. So yeah, you just need like young new bands, like, um, I was actually thinking about this earlier today and like, like I love that bands like ego death are like pouring now and like doing their things. I'm like, that's like a young person band. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that they've rocks. also been people who have like been attending they've been attending they go to shows, shows they for a long it. time. They mosh the people's bands. They got their own band. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. And, and I ego think death sounds really fucking good. Like I was actually like, cause people were hyping them up and I'm like, okay, yeah, they're friends. And I'm like, no, this is like really fucking good. They're doing kind of the inclination type shit. Yeah. They're supposed to play here. I think next month, hopefully. But yeah, like, I mean, that's one of the things here too. It's like they're, that's why we started doing mixed bills here was because post COVID or whatever, there were new bands, but like they weren't hardcore bands. It was like these young death metal bands or like just like metal bands to where it was like, we want young people at these shows. Cause if they get exposed to hardcore, they're going to like it. It's like good live. And they don't necessarily have a differentiator on like, it's just music, you know, and it's aggressive and everything to where the moment we started doing mixed build shows here, they were popping off. Those kids, we, I'm, we're already seeing those people that started when they first started coming around now just coming to hardcore shows and like dancing and like posting on their Instagram stories about like hardcore records and things like that to where it's like, this is cool. We've, uh, we've morphed you into the cool subculture as opposed to, I think, I think metal is straight up the like goofiest, dorkiest, like music subculture. Like it can be, it can take, it can take you in so many, there's so much, there's so much cool metal though. There's so much cool metal to listen to, but to absorb in a, in the, in the culture, I'm don't know how I'd rather listen to it. I'd rather them go perform in front of hardcore people, 
hardcore kids, like the cool metal bands. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't fuck with most metal at this point any, in general. But I remember I went to that two hundred stab wounds tour, or whatever. Like Ingram played, and that show was like sold out, I think, or close to it. I didn't recognize almost anyone there, and in my in my head, I was just like. Like there was a lot of hardcore kids there, but there's definitely a lot of metal dudes there too. And I was just like, God, hardcore like the vibe of a hardcore show is like ten thousand times cooler than this. Like like the music, like it's just like I don't know. Like Me personally, I just vibe the fuck out because like I just listen to it. I can I can I, I don't know. I can back. morph I can morph around if I really like the music enough. I can I can get into it. I've been I've been going to a lot of more like different like shows with my partner because like it's not hardcore is not what they always want to go do and see. And so I'm like, I have a hard time. I'll go to. I listen to a lot of like. We'll just say it's like goth music and like weirdo like like. Stuff like Boy Harsher and like all that kind of shit and like Drag Majesty, stuff like that. And I'll go to those shows sometimes, but I always find myself when I go to them, like I get bored really quickly. That's what I'm worried about. Cause I like bands like that. And I like Drag Majesty and, and stuff in that vein. But I don't know if I'm like, if I, I would really need to not had a hard day at work to go enjoy myself. It's the type of thing where if I can find a seat to sit in, I'm chilling. It's sick. But like I don't I'm I don't dance, you know, in that regard. And like people will be like people will be vibing, you know, and like twirling or not twirling around, but just like actually dancing. And I'm like, Yeah, that looks cool. That's not my vibe though. And that like, was yeah, that was the same with like uh two hundred Sabooons had like a, a goth band like that play, and I'm like this is cool, but I'm it's it's already tiring me the fuck out and the show just started. Yeah, like I listen to so much of that shit like at my house and in my car to where I'll go to the shows if it's like I really like this band, but like Boise gets a lot of those type of tours for like being as conservative of a state as it is. But I'm usually just like I'm not going to go to that show though. Like I, I'm fine with just listening to this on record and like, and the thing is usually when I go, I'll like know people there, you know, like I feel like that a lot of that stuff has like hardcore crossover at this point, you know, but, um, it's just a weird vibe, you know, but yeah, uh, I'll circle it back. Tulsa is going to be sick. New records out. Appreciate anyone who's taken the time to listen to it. Rejection Pact is better than it's ever been, right? This, in my humble opinion, it's fucking sick. Hey, I'd people, agree. With, I would agree with it. you. People, I'm I'm seeing people love it. I love listening to it. It's really fucking. It's it's the best shit you guys have put out. I mean, it should be because it's the new shit. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I always should always should be. And, this is this this. I think this new record is what. To me, it's what we actually have always been going for sonically, but we finally like figured it out. 
Cause it's, I mean, it just sounds like us, but I think that like half most half the seven inch we wrote within the first like five months of being a band and Hunter wasn't in the band yet. And then, um, just kind of like, you know, when you're a band, in a band, like the first year or whatever band, like you're like flirting with different sounds. And it's like, do we want to be heavier? Do we want to be faster? Like what, what kind of like, what do our lyrics want to be about? And then with this record, we kind of felt like this has all of the shit that like we're really into. And like, we're actually being able to tie it together. Now that we have two guitar players, we can actually play live the type of stuff that like, cause on the seven inch, we wrote a lot of guitar parts, but it's like when we had one guitar player, couldn't do it live. And then when Hunter joined the band, it made it, we could finally play it stuff better. But even then when we were writing it, we weren't necessarily writing it in the mind of like having two guitars. Whereas with this, we did to where it was like, just way better. Like, Oh now we can have fucking six solos and songs. And like, we can have like dueling guitar parts, you know? And like, um, and that's, and that's cool. And I think that brings a different vibe, different energy. And the house show last summer looked really cool. The show uh, rock. It was fun. With an exception of the dumb, you know, the the, the stuff to follow the stuff to follow, but like the the set itself. Dude, dude when I heard about really cool. that when I heard about that, like um, I think I was talking uh I, t- I forget who I was actually. No, I was talking to um fuck who was I talking to? I was talking to Max, I think maybe actually from like Apex and like Ego Death, but like um, when you was telling me about like who the specific people were and they were at our show and I was like that honestly all fucking tracks because I noticed these people putting out weird vibes and like doing things that I thought were like pretty dumb at the show we played aka just just for the listener not gonna go more than people uh, ruined a couple shows at um, the house at, at our house venue in Tacoma because they wanted to act weird and we told them to stop and they just started acting weirder. Yeah. I remember like when we were leaving or loading the gear up, someone was firing fireworks off in the street. And I was like, Oh, this doesn't really seem like the thing you should be doing at a house venue in a neighborhood, but okay. And like when we're playing certain people just seeming very inebriated, yeah so to wrap that up and just like basically go back to the twitter that's a lot of like there was a lot of like when people were like hey don't do that like and they said it on twitter don't be stupid and disrespectful to house venues there was a lot of twitter backlash and it was that was where it was stupid as fuck where they like people really I'm glad, I'm glad i didn't see that because i'm already like irritated <laughs> like, like i'm so like people like really wanted to like like say that like say like you're acting like a cop or whatever to tell someone not to like disrespect someone's house dude like that's the thing so like and that and it's just like people have this have the twitter brain and hardcore and it's just like take me out of it Take me. So you can hate you can it. hate cops and respect someone's house. Yeah, that's there's a difference. <laughs> like just because somebody is setting a boundary does not make them a cop. <laughs> not to mention it's like 
and it and, and, it, and it's actually literally juvenile to think so because people have their own set their own boundaries and their own pro- on their and on their bodies and their own property. I feel like um, I was talking to someone one time and they made a comment about how like our band is all like anti-cop, but like they've seen us talk to cops before at like house shows and stuff. And we're like, yeah, someone called the cops at like whatever show and the cops. Yeah. What are you going to like, what are you going to do? Would you rather someone know how to talk to them and like get them to fucking leave and like go about their business? Or would you rather, would it be better for you to fucking throw a Molotov cocktail at their cop car, get the show shut down? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like hurt the touring band, like all this thing. It's just like, you need to know when to pick and choose your battles. You like know? working in the industry, I work security at other like at places, and like that's my fucking job. I I have to talk to I have to talk to fucking like cops and shit at times, or or a emergency response. Yeah, it's and I tell people like they're worried. I'm like, you want to talk to me first? You want to so so they don't so they don't ever bother you. I'm the one that's going to come between where that I'm the mediator. So that doesn't, so that doesn't have to happen and you don't yeah, have so to avoid having to deal with that situation. Just it's, it's oh, wild. Cause it, that happened at a bridge show last year, a year ago. Um, cops showed up. It was stupid. They should, the cops should have had something better to do, but these kids were ready to fucking brawl. And I'm like, this is not going to, this isn't going to be a good thing for you guys. Like I'm, I'm like, Guys, that's a bad idea. I'm not saying these guys are good people, but I want you guys fucking alive. Yeah, it's kind of like, again, it's like picking and when, when, like, when does this make sense to do this? When is it like being, being the type of person who's like, I'm all in all the time. It's just kind of like, yeah, no, dude, it's the same thing. Like, um, it's the same energy to me as like a lot of people that used to always be like, you know, if you see a Nazi punch a Nazi and it's like, I know for a fact that you're not doing that and you're telling people to do that on the internet and like, okay. Like if you like, it's the type of thing where it's like, not this, not that things should be normalized either, but it's kind of like, if someone is walking around, like clearly like wanting to get a rise out of people, like, they're doing it for a specific reason. And like, I guess if you want to like give into that, you can, or you could just like, you know, maybe if you see a fucking Nazi walking around, maybe, and you're like that mad about it, you know, get a hold of your friends and like go beat their ass. Like in a, in a very effective way versus like punching them in the face at like the grocery store or in like the parking lot somewhere where it's like, that it really didn't solve anything. And like, you probably give them what they wanted. Like now they feel like a fucking martyr and like, it's like a whole thing where it's just kind of like same thing with cops. It's like your know, cops are fucking stupid and like, they're, but like at the same time they're looking for a reason to fuck with people. Exactly. Where it's kind of like maybe be a little more strategic and smart about this. Oh, exactly. Exactly. If you're, exactly. you're, you're going to fucking push back versus like but, f- fuck cops, be smart. Um, respect, respect local house venues. Check the out, the check out, check out rejection packed. This is my last thing on house. This is, la- this is my end note. If you're kind enough to have a turn your turn your property into a music venue, 
you can dictate whatever fucking rules you want because exactly. you're, already, you're already doing something that most people wouldn't have the stones to do in the first place. And shout out to the neighbors at, at a uh, fucking hammerhead house for allowing us to continue after some bullshit happened and said that we don't want your shows and your events to end. Just you know, be thing. smart, be smart. Don't let those people back and take care of it. Exactly. And there you go. Listen to rejection packs, new record out now. I, uh, I gotta go. And, uh, Thanks once again, Dev. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm sure we'll do it again sometime. And be safe in Tulsa. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace.